mix going from young scientists. Pull switch number two. To mad scientists. You sucked a life from another dimension and stuck it in your bunny. But his new creation is out of this world. I've created a demon bunny cocktail. And out of control. Let go of my son. Dad! It's lock and load, baby. Get down! Next week on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show. to channel krt the podcast where we take a look at the best and worst of obscure media and welcome to week two of honey i shrunk the theme month and we are in for a weird fucking episode but let's be real that can be applied to just about any episode i'm kate quinn and well Copernicus is still less horrifying than Little Bunny Foo Foo. I'm the resurrected corpse of Tyler Green. <laughs> it's a long story. I'll tell you guys off air. I'm Randy Martin, and now I know what dimension my soul came from. Huzzah! Huzzah. So we went from a Frankenstein parody to a Frankenweenie parody. How the tables turn. This is the second thing we've talked about this month that deals with resurrection. Yeah. What the fuck? Something tells me this is a Dante's Inferno parody. Disney really wanted the rights to reanimate her, clearly. They were like, no, Stuart Gordon, you can't just have one franchise we have. We need all of it. (laughs) How has Stuart Gordon not written an episode of this show? Because this show does horror surprisingly well. I'd be amazed if they didn't ever get Screaming Mad George on an episode because this would be straight up his alley. Or, and I know this isn't technically the kind of person that Stuart Gordon's associated with, but this show was desperately missing Bruce Campbell. Yes! Oh my god! Honey, it's the evil dead. I feel like Disney was trying to secure the rights to the likeness of Jesus Christ. Like, they were trying to turn Jesus into, like, one of their Disney Channel stars or something. Oh, God, yeah. And also, if Wayne Zielinski doesn't get a hold of the Necronomicon, actually, maybe that's for the better. (laughs) Wayne's gonna get his arm cut off because all the furniture's fucking laughing at him, and then he's gonna upgrade with a fucking chainsaw arm. Good for him. Yes, Wayne Zielinski is gonna time travel to medieval times, and he's gonna defeat a skeleton army. So let's get into today's episode. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 9, Honey the Bunny Bit It, in which Nick invents a machine of his own in an attempt to resurrect his dead pet bunny, Copernicus. Things go wrong, however, when his invention summons a monstrous creature from another dimension that possesses the body of his deceased friend. You know, as a bunny owner, I can confirm this is how Bond gets if he doesn't get banana. I mean, Kit, do you have any holy water on hand? Well, now that you mention it, maybe I should probably keep some in my drawer and maybe I should call an exorcist just to be safe. Uh, it's too late. I already started worshipping him. Oh no, Bon, he's gonna bring the rapture. I guess you could say, uh, he turns into a goon. Ah! Uh, 
to your room. <laughs> also, because we haven't made enough No Way Home jokes in this podcast, this is definitely one of the dimensions that Doctor Strange accidentally opened, right? Absolutely. Yes. We're going to look in the sky, then Copernicus is just going to be up there, and then he's going to be like, Hello, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Nick Zelinsky. <laughs> you know, I was really scared they were going to make a domestic violence joke with that teacher. And when he was all, what happened to you? I was like, oh, no. Oh, jeez. So the episode starts off with a science fair at Nick's school. And we meet this teacher who's covered in a lot of bruises, a cast, and a fucking eye patch. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so... What the fuck did these kids do to this teacher? Oh god, they must have gone Matilda on her ass. And apparently Nick Solinsky isn't the only kid who can make inventions because some damn wiener kid made a fucking chef bot that burps fire? Yeah. <laughs> well, they did to the teacher what the kids at insert rival middle school of your choice here do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just amazed that Robot knew the difference between medium or rare and that the kid managed to make it so that it could start screaming me. Medium or rare. <laughs> what type of flesh do you like, sir? Seared. It's like that one comic. I've invented a robot that screams. Why? <laughs> I season my food with the blood of my victims. Always fresh, never frozen. With this kind of science, you could cure cancer. But I don't want to cure cancer. I want to make a robot that knows what type of meat to make. <laughs> so we get to see what Nick made for his invention and he makes a bunny dome that he put the school science club mascot Copernicus in, and yeah, he fucking killed this bunny, let's be real. Yeah, he was probably keeping him in there for days. Like, what the fuck? No water, no food. Was the bunny truly your only friend, or are you just that fucking wrecked with guilt? Like, your dad is already teaching you how to be responsible for war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess just add animal abuse to the list. <laughs> yeah, Nick straight up says that the bunny is his only friend, despite the fact that his friend is right next to him. Yeah. His human friend, at least, but... The bunny's my only friend. That's why I'm keeping him in prison with no sustenance. <laughs> I mean, they do say he's his only friend in the science club, and they say that the friend is only somewhat interested in science, so... Yeah, the friend who's the son of the chief, which, by the way, how is it that the friend of the nerd stereotype from the 90s is somehow even lamer? Yeah! <laughs> he really is, oh my god. He really has no personality other than mugging to the camera, and yeah, he tried. Like when Nick name drops Frankenstein and the kid starts fucking reenacting it, I guess. That was such a cool movie. Like when the monster went, Arr! and then the girl went, Arr! and then the monster went, Grr! and the girl went, Arr! can we focus here? Sheen Estevez, he is not. Also, you gotta love that that science teacher is like, yeah, sorry about your rabbit. Anyway, you gotta fill out these forms so we don't get sued. <laughs> <laughs> So instead of telling Nick what he did wrong and saying that, hey, maybe you should have just given your bunny a better ecosystem to live in, he straight up coddles Nick by saying, oh, it's not your fault, son. These things just happen. <laughs> Dude. Good God. Aw, all the officers at Gitmo, it wasn't your fault. Torture just happens. <laughs> it's okay, Osama bin Laden. All those people <laughs> deserve to blow up in the building. <laughs> I'm going to hell. <laughs> it's okay, Osama. 
buildings just blow up? <laughs> it's okay, <laughs> Donald Trump. 800,000 people are dead, but it's not your fault. Grossly mishandled pandemics just happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, Wayne, I totally get that you mean well with Nick, but this ain't it, man. Just tell him that he should have fed his bunny better. You can't just stick it into a fucking glorified microwave slash dome. I just want to know, how did Bon Bon feel about this episode? Basically, he says he'll never be ungrateful for me again because I let him be a free roam bunny. Aww. He still demands more Nana though. Yeah, he says, you're still my human slave whether you like it or not. <laughs> bon Bon isn't your pet, you're Bon Bon's pet. <laughs> also, I know that I was shit-talking the friend a second ago, but he has this pretty decent line when Wayne says, well, at least we didn't say that Copernicus was sent to a farm. Yeah! <laughs> and then the friend's like, oh man, that's funny, we had a dog that was sent to a farm. And a grandma. <laughs> that cracked me up. <laughs> that was surprisingly dark for a Disney Channel show, but I fucking loved it. Da, 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 da. Is grandma actually dead or did they send her to a nursing home or? Chief McKenna just takes her out back and shoots her old yeller style. <laughs> Also, the most obvious Among Us jokes for Amy and Diane's subplot. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah, we're skipping ahead, but Amy and Diane have this fucking subplot where they get caught up in this fucking virtual reality game. And their helmets are the fucking Among Us helmets. Yeah! They're even the same goddamn colors. Honey, I shrunk the kids the series predicted the Oculus Rift. <laughs> Honey, I spent $800 on a furry avatar for VR chat. Oh, no. <laughs> also, they were playing that song that's basically like the two-stroke engine sound while they were sneaking into the school. Yeah, so for context, Nick decides to break into the school with Joel, his friend, and resurrect his bunny. And while they're sneaking in... They're playing Axel F? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, somehow the show was able to afford the rights to play Axel F in the background of a scene, because sure, why not? See, that is what WandaVision was missing. When they showed the doctored footage of her sneaking into the lab to get Vision's body, they should have been playing Axel F. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, we need an excuse for the kids to be unsupervised, so let the teachers fuck. Huzzah! And also, later in the episode when Wayne says, and I thought that teacher was telling the truth about late night union strategizing, I was like, that's either a sex joke or Wayne is a union buster. Oh. I, I gotta ask, why are these teachers so horny? I mean, the first time we looked at this show, the receptionists or whatever were like watching porn. <laughs> <laughs> Now we have these two teachers hooking up in the school. Why is this school faculty so horny? This aired on the hub. <laughs> <laughs> Although then again, so did the haunting hour. Yeah. We got to talk about the haunting hour someday. Yes. <laughs> Another thing I really love about the show. I love that Diane and Amy are never reduced to just the nagging housewife and the easily annoyed teen daughter. Like they could easily just be reduced to those while it's Wayne and sometimes Nick's shenanigans, but I like that they actually get their own plots. Yeah, their own plot, which is a fucking G-rated drug deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's jump ahead real quick and talk about that. So, for context, Amy gets Diane hooked into this fucking virtual reality game that somehow mirrors the exact plot of this episode later on. 
Yeah. <laughs> and eventually they both get stuck on it. So Amy goes on this monologue about how she knows a guy who knows a guy. And then Diane's like, wait, how do you know a guy who knows a guy? And then she's like, well, mom, I'm a kid of the 90s. So as you can tell, this was made before the internet was widespread enough that you could just look up cheat codes. You had to get them through a shady drug deal. If this was made today, this subplot will be over in less than five minutes because Amy could just easily look up a fucking Let's Play. Yeah, today you could not make this at all because those cheat codes will be spoiled in like 10 seconds. (laughs) Oh, great. Now we're going to get canceled because we said you cannot make this today. Oh. <laughs> you can't make Honey, I Shrunk the Kids today because the cancel culture makes my pee-pee hurt. We're going to take the song from the guys who sang right now. We're going to be like, you couldn't make Honey, I Shrunk the Kids today. Man, this generation is weak. You can't say crap on a Disney Channel show anymore. You can't have sex jokes in a show that was aired in syndication. That's not a joke, by the way. Nick literally says science is a crapshoot and a show that later aired on Disney Channel. (laughs) Well, all science is a crapshoot, but I've loaded the dice in our favor. What's the matter, liberals? Offended by horny school staff? (laughs) Also, how the (laughs) fuck did Nick manage to build an animatronic? Did this predate the Jimmy Neutron movie when he does that? Because... Yeah, so Nick is able to fake out his dad by building a fucking animatronic of himself, leaving it in his bed. And this is the most realistic animatronic built in the 90s that I've ever seen. How is he not a fucking Imagineer at this point? Right? He should have worked on Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. <laughs> That's not even to mention the fact that he also built a fucking resurrection machine in the middle of the night. The Solinsky Jr. Resurrectomat. That's powered by fucking crystals, by the way. Can we talk about that? Oh, and it's not just any crystal. It's a crystal Wayne himself invented. Where is this shit at which stores? <laughs> yeah, Zelinskium. <laughs> fucking Zelinskium. Ah, oh, great. So Wayne's also involved in mining. And potentially witchcraft. You know what? I'll say this. It's not as offensive as the fucking Pixium from that one fucking Peter Pan movie I don't really remember. Oh god, that one, yeah. <laughs> which, wait, which one? Oh, Pan 2015. Oh, god. Well, the one where they sing Smells Like Teen Spirit for some fucking reason. <laughs> I saw a bunch of ads for that and completely forgot about it. I watched it out of curiosity one night when I was drunk. It was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Now I need to watch this. Just, and it ends on the most bizarre note where they're like, we'll always be best friends, right, Captain Hook? That's right. (laughs) Just, uh. And then he gets in his car and drives away. (laughs) (laughs) Cue the It's Always Sunny theme. (laughs) Up yours, children. (laughs) But yeah, how the hell is Wayne able to come up with his own unobtainium? That's some bullshit, right? <laughs> that, that's gotta be illegal in at least every single country. And then later on, Nick explains that he combined it with fucking silly putty. And Wayne's like, what the fuck, dude? You're combining it with the most unstable matter in the universe. Silly putty is the most unstable matter in the universe? I mean, given how many times I've gotten it stuck to me, it definitely is. <laughs> the carpets, man. The carpets. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how our carpets would get kind of sticky. Also, they honestly did a great job with the effects on that bunny. Like, Jesus Christ. Okay, so Wayne comes to the school right as the bunny gets resurrected. And this is where we meet the new Copernicus who, holy 
shit, that's some good fucking makeup. Yes. Imagine if you took Little Bunny Fufu and the White Rabbit from Adventures in Wonderland, shrunk it down, put it in a blender, and put it through all seven layers of hell. Yes. Like, is it terrifying? Yes. Is it nope fuel? Yes. Is it impressive? Yes. Absolutely. And he also fucking lives in a dimension that's basically a crossover between the Big Rock Candy Mountains and Labyrinth of all things. Yeah, I really wanted Nick to say at the end, you have no power over me, Copernicus. Yeah, so this dimension that Copernicus lives in, well, no, his real name is actually Beazle because... Of course it is. He's a fucking bunny demon, so... Uh, sounds a little bit like Beelzebub, um, so further proof that this is actually just hell if it were in the Labyrinth universe. Oh my god, I just realized what else Copernicus looks like. Oh god. What? He's also kind of like an uncanny version of the bunny from the Twilight Zone movie. Yes! Oh my yeah. god! Or Bond from the Walton Files. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, the monsters in his dimension look a lot like the fireys from Labyrinth crossed with the fucking Tasmanian devil from the Twilight Zone movie. And you know what? Just to bring it back to John Landis even further, this episode basically mirrors the plot of Fuzzbucket. Oh my god. <laughs> Zero out of ten did not have Nancy Cartwright being attacked by cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is basically Fuzzbucket, except now he's honest about being a backstabbing little asshole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And also, basically, the chief's kid ends up getting traumatized from the night. So as his dad's asking him what the hell is up, he's just like, uh, not interested in science anymore. I'm like, that's an understatement, kid. I love how the officer's first instinct, seeing that his kid went to the Selinsky's house and is now suddenly uninterested in science, knows some crazy shit happened that traumatized him. <laughs> <laughs> And he just goes to the Zelinsky house like, what did you do to my kid? He's way too nice about it for being a cop, by the way. Yeah. That's a plus, of course. We don't stand police brutality in this house, but... Maybe he's just too terrified of them at this point. At this point, he knows if he does try to turn them in, he'll probably get his ass beat by them, so... He'll probably get his ass slowly vaporized, if anything. <laughs> That's a lot scarier. I mean, he does get shrunken by them at one point. Oh, God. Diane and Amy are way too fucking cool about the bunny demon, and they're just like, yeah, anyway, back to our virtual reality game. We gotta get all figured out. I mean, she yells at Nick for like a second, and then the fucking game dealer calls, and they're like, oh, fuck this, we're out of here. <laughs> and then they come back when the chief is talking with Wayne, and Nick is about to get kidnapped by the bunny, and again, he's not fucking questioning any of this. <laughs> Even when they come to the house and try to get his son to help, and we get this actually pretty funny bit where Wayne is fucking mugging, and he's basically trying to tell Joel that Nick got kidnapped through miming, and I actually kind of fucking love that bit, honestly. This is the best show ever, because what other show has a line that says, I've made a Demon Bunny cocktail? Incidentally, Demon Bunny Cocktail is the name of my Black Sabbath cover band. <laughs> Also, this movie randomly name-dropped The Matrix, and I'd say that they ripped it off, but this was 1998, so... Yeah, why not? They've kind of earned the right to make a Matrix joke, let's be real. I mean, this is what happens when you go chasing rabbits. Oh yeah, and that's another thing. When Beazle escapes from the school initially, he fucking makes a Looney Tunes-style hole in the wall when he runs through it. Yeah! 
That was a fun effect. I love that. Yeah. They really take advantage of as many rabbit references as they can, and we stand. Oh, God. Copernicus and Watership Down. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, he's kind of earned it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Is this not Watership Down? Yeah, yeah, sure, why not? And then it turns into Homer Cubed or Little Girl Lost when he ends up basically taking Nick into his dimension. Uh, what about the black market video game deal? <laughs> oh yeah, let's talk more about the black market video game deal. Where they basically get the cheat codes through an ice cream cone. Yeah, so it's this whole contrived bullshit where some fucking teenager tells Amy and Diane to fucking go to an ice cream shop, get him this fucking ice cream cone, and, they'll get, and he'll give them the code, and then they'll meet him at some other place. And it's just so much extra steps when you could just go to fucking GameStop or something. Yeah, or just fucking, the internet did exist exist i'm sure there was like some forum they probably weren't as prominent because everyone was too busy making beanie baby forums <laughs> uh remember the days when gaming forums actually sounded fun and not full of alt-right chuds good times uh, the days where games wouldn't force you to pay for extra shit in the games there was probably like five people talking about video games and then the rest of it was just people spending thousands of dollars on ebay for tickle me elmos <laughs> <laughs> That's not a joke. They actually sold a Tickle Me Elmo on eBay for like 1700 I think. Because of course they did. Anyway, my favorite Honey, I Shrunk the Kids episode was the one where Wayne shrunk a whole bunch of eBay scalpers, dipped them in hot plastic, and sold them as collectibles. Huzzah! Hooray! <laughs> also, not to be like this, but... Diane and that secret sleuth outfit, um... I think it's okay if we simp for Diane Zelinsky. It's totally okay. A message to moms in the 90s. Hit me up. <laughs> Unless your name is Roseanne, in which case, die. <laughs> but if your name is Rosie, yes. hit me up. <laughs> I love that this guy is basically just a part of the mafia because of fucking cheat codes. I'm just... It's so funny because genuine video game black market mafias are probably a thing today now. They absolutely are. I mean, there's just straight up gambling in video games now, so... <laughs> and somehow they aren't able to fucking identify him by his voice, like... I'm sure this is someone Amy's fucking going to school with. Because we know he's yep. a fucking teenager. He would probably be the head of the gaming club or some shit. It's like that one family guy moment with Kermit. You'll understand if I don't come out from the shadows. My identity will be safest if you never see my face. Uh... Okay. And Amy and fucking Diane are just so into this game that they're just able to ignore Wayne entirely when he tells them something's wrong. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe it's some commentary on, I guess, some pre-Wreck-It Ralph days. Like, if you die in the game, you're stuck in it in real life. And, and speaking of this game, by the way, these graphics are way too fucking detailed for 1998. I know, right? It might be an FMV game, like some kind of Dragon Slayer type shit. Maybe it's that one that Christopher Walken was in. <laughs> Which, to be fair, Dragon's Lair is hard as shit. Also, I'm sure that I'm very wrong about this since I was still very little in the late 90s, but I don't think that virtual reality was as widespread and commercially available as it was then. It existed? 
but it was very primitive and it was definitely not commercially available outside of like that one game you would see in like arcades that was always broken. Yeah, so this episode came out about a couple months after Disney Quest opened and even Disney knew to market their virtual reality there as the next best thing that you could only find there. And even then... When I played that shit in 2013, it was still the most pixelated shit imaginable. Yeah, it would look much more like those Microsoft screensavers they used to have where you're walking through a bunch of walls. It'd look how the original Doom looked or something. Even the Oculus Rift isn't as advanced as that one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Although I've mostly only ever played Beat Saber, so... If they were playing Beat Saber in 1998, there probably would have been a bit where they knocked Wayne out somehow. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Actually, a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids game would be fucking amazing. Like, I'm surprised they never did that, honestly. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the series theme song on Beat Saber when... Oh god, what if they make it like the Jurassic Park game where there's a bunch of giant bugs after you? (laughs) Oh god. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I love the Jurassic Park game, but... Every time the T-Rex would chase me, I'd get freaked out. Oh, you mean like the original 1993 one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love that game. I love the look of it. I love the sound of it. That is like one of my favorite arcade games. (laughs) So then Diane and Amy basically escape the guy. And then they come back to all this fucking bullshit going on. Oh, and by the way, we should talk about how fucking gullible Nick is during this whole situation. He lets the bunny basically just trick him. Even when his dad says and is proving to him that Beazle is a fucking demon from an alternate dimension, he still fucking believes he's nice? Yeah, he's like, oh, I know Copernicus is still in there. I know he is. It's like, Nick, Brundlefly is formed. Copernicus is gone. It's just Beazle now. I can fix him. I understand that he's very clearly a kid who's going through a lot of grief right now, but there were just a lot of moments where I was just screaming at my TV, you fucking idiot. You know, I didn't think it was possible to have a toxic relationship with your pet, but this episode proved me wrong. (laughs) Turns out reverse animal abuse is a thing. He loves this bunny more than Quark, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Quark shows up in the background of one scene and he doesn't even have a fucking rivalry with the bunny or anything. It would have been fun to watch, but also I'm glad that Quark was safe. Good boy. Yeah. And also Chief McKenna is basically probing them on where the hell Nick is. And then they're just like, oh, you can say that he's somewhere else. And I'm like, McKenna is just way too fucking chill about this. Yeah. They're saying all this on the nose fucking bullshit about how Nick got kidnapped. (laughs) And he's still buying all of this. He knows what the fucking Zelenskys are capable of. Yeah, and this kid would have been easily able to confirm, yeah, there's a fucking bunny demon. Also, the fact that his son refers to him as Sir. Uh, uh, yeah, that seems like a healthy relationship. Yeah, there's definitely some Chief Wiggum, Ralph Wiggum shit going on here. Yeah, if they really wanted to commit to this being the Simpsons, I would love it if Chief McKenna were just a lot more dumb. See? A-cap. Yeah, exactly. Once the Zelenskys get tried for war crimes, he's probably gonna finally face consequences. Also, I was gonna make a joke about how it suddenly turns into another franchise that Rick Moranis is a part of, but then they're just like, very Ghostbusters, dad. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I was like, God damn it, stop stealing my jokes. Okay, you guys need to Ghostbusters this crap. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's a magic word that goes with that. Okay, please Ghostbusters this crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're basically just wanting to scream, we're crossing the streams. I guess maybe it's due to copyright shit they can't. Well, Disney's gonna buy Universal eventually anyway, so... Uh, I do gotta say that the sets they have for the Dimension are really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. The puppets are kind of flimsy, but I get what they were doing with it, you know? Yeah, I feel like it was kind of a dimension where everything's all fucked up, so it's kind of yeah. more excusable. They look like that little shit in Jabba's hut from Star Wars. <laughs> also, when they're finally defeating Beezel, was that the Tom yell he did? Because it sounds so like... <laughs> oh my god, it kind of did. <laughs> I, I just want to add, too... First, he was just, like, making weird demonic noises. Then he only says his name. So it's like, you think the whole time he can't talk, and then they get to his dimension, he's speaking full fucking sentences. He's like, you're my friend now. <laughs> it just goes full reanimator at the end. It's literally Fuzzbucket. It is! Holy shit! Like, a kid develops a fucking relationship with a supernatural being. The supernatural being is creepy as shit. You love Fuzzbucket? And then we meet his fucking family later on, and they're just as fucking demented. Yeah, it's a fucked up universe. <laughs> well, at least only one person got directly harmed by the Slinskys this time. Huzzah, and it was someone who kind of deserved it. Although, you gotta love that they're basically still playing the wacky music once they get back, and then Nick's holding Copernicus' dead body, and just, it's like, da-da-da-da-da in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Oh, and there's a dead rabbit. Yay. And also at the end, Wayne makes a joke about there sure were a lot of holes and good night, everybody. Why is this show so horny? Isn't that every show we cover on this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> and then we get the final scene where Wayne kind of has a heart to heart with Nick about not resurrecting the dead. <laughs> it's a nice speech, but still. Imagine if Full House did this shit. Just you have that sad Full House said that he has to explain to Michelle why she can't resurrect the dead. <laughs> <laughs> After she straight up did. It's the episode where she has a dead goldfish and then she's like, you can't bring your dead fish back to life. <laughs> and then she does and he's like this fucking demonic entity. <laughs> but it would be nice to see the Tanners get mauled to death by a giant goldfish. Huzzah! And then Kimmy Gibbler befriends the demon goldfish. <laughs> Yay! Now that's a spinoff I would absolutely watch. And sadly, this would be a plot on Family Matters. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so do we give Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Honey, the Bunny Bit It, a keep the tapes or burn the tapes? Tyler? Yeah, it's gonna be a keep again. You know, despite my nitpicking and not really having a lot to talk about with this episode... It's still a good episode of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and always a lot of fun, so keep. Yes. Randy? Always keep. If it involves resurrection of the dead, keep it. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, it's unanimous. I gotta give this a keep as well. This episode went places. Sure, it was a little slow at points and some points did make me frustrated with Nick, but it's worth it because holy shit, this episode is just 
balls to the walls insane and it's a load of fun agreed yes <laughs> so as always you can find me on twitter at tyler fg instagram at tyler fg 96 you can find the show at channel underscore krt on twitter channel krt podcast all one word on instagram we also have our discord server and our facebook group which you can find in the link tree in our twitter bio and if you want to help support us, you can also find us on Patreon, where we have episodes of this very podcast one day early, as well as exclusive minisodes and outtakes. And of course, thank you so much to Gomer and Chris Rana for pledging to us at the $10 level. As for me, you can find me over on Mission Breakout on Twitter, uh, my Muppet Twitter, MuppetVision underscore 3D. You can find me on my Discord, Mission Breakout, uh, Instagram, A Walking Pun. You can find me on various episodes of Escape from Vault Disney and The Emperor's New Podcast, Podcast Without a Cool Acronym. And you can also find me saying, ain't I a stinker for all my social media sites. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cosmic Rewind, replace the E with the three. You can find me on uh, YouTube by the same name, and you can find me on TikTok as Dale Earnhardt's persona, and you can find me chilling down with the fireies and the slime world. Damn straight. Alrighty, Channel KRT and Honey, I Shrunk the Theme Month Week 2, cut to static. And then we go into another dimension. Yay! <laughs> okay, so just stay on the call for a few more minutes so I can, so everybody's audio can upload.